Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to Episode 70 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Breezy, a cloud-based printing solution that makes it easy to print anything from any mobile device to any printer. Find out more at Breezy.com. Clio, online practice management for attorneys at GoClio.com. Carbonite Business, online backup for your law office. Carbonite Business backs up your files automatically and continually, so you're always protected. Try it free at Carbonite.com and get two free months with offer code REPORT. And Firm Manager from LexisNexis, a leading provider of information and business solutions. Try it out free at MyFirmManager.com slash LTN. In our last podcast, we looked at the growing potential for the use of video by lawyers. This week, we thought we'd add to the spirit of the season by doing our own version of a holiday tradition in the tech world. Tom, what's our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mall Report, we'll be offering our thoughts on tech gifts to consider for the holiday season. In our second segment, we will finish up our technology gift-giving guide with some stocking stuffers. And as usual, we'll end with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can begin to use the second this podcast is over. But on to our first segment, and that's the holidays. It seems like they come earlier and earlier every year, um, so we thought we would <laughs> join in the spirit. Uh, and and we'll be, uh, uh, we, we wanted to offer some of our thoughts on what, uh, what we thought were the best technology gifts to, to get others or to have other people give for you or to just get for yourself. Uh, Dennis, we're not the first legal technologist to offer holiday gift guides. What's our spin on this going to be? You know, it's not, not only aren't we the first legal technologist to offer gift guides, this is the season of gift guides from everybody involved in technology, from publications to bloggers to 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 whomever. So, But we do want to give a hat tip to our friends Reed Trouts, Sharon Nelson, and Jim Calloway, who've, who have a tradition of, of doing really nice technology gift guides. And so... Uh, we're, we want to do something just a little bit different, uh, and so not to be so much of the early adopters necessarily, but to kind of say, what are the things we actually use and like, or that we've just heard really great things about that, that we can recommend as, as something we actually use or, or, or would use. And, and so uh, not going to be a big emphasis on gadget and new gadget and maybe just kind of silly, crazy things, um, but, but, uh, but stuff that's really practical that we actually use, which is sort of our our approach on on this podcast. And we also want to talk about maybe some of the ways that we find those things, how we keep track of those over the course of the year, because I know both Tom and I have ways that we do that, and maybe even talk about ways that we find good pricing on some of this stuff. Tom? Well, I guess let's let's talk about how we find some of the things. Uh, obviously, the way that I find new technology is really through the feeds that I read. I've I've subscribed to most of the major technology blogs, and like you said, nearly all of them have a gift giving guide. Uh, but but still, during the year, I will find things that interest me, and I will find a way to uh, note them somehow. There's a couple of ways that I note them. Uh, I uh, 
am a big fan of Evernote, and so I've got my Evernote bookmarklet uh, in my browser that I can just click and send. If I find something I like, I can send it directly into a notebook that I call Christmas. Um, I actually have a wish list uh, within there, and, and, and this goes in that notebook. Uh, another way, and I think you want to talk about this in a little bit more detail, is to uh, to send it directly to my Amazon wish list. I have a, an Amazon uh, wish list set up, and I've got, again, they have a fantastic bookmarklet that allows you to uh, add gifts from any website. It doesn't have to be just from Amazon, but it can be from any site. Uh, you're, you happen to be on a site with a technology toy that you're interested in, just click that bookmarklet and it will put it right into your Amazon wish list that anybody can then access and, uh, and browse and purchase from, whether they're purchasing from Amazon or some other uh, source. Dennis, what are your favorite ways of either finding or uh, or looking at uh, gift suggestions? You know, it, it, it is RSS is, is really just a great way. But uh, so I use some blogs like Cool Tools, Gadgeteer. There, there's uh, any number of, of great resources like that where you'll get recommendations of of, of really interesting items or, or stuff that's really reviewed well. And and then, uh, like like you said, Tom, I, I tend to throw them in, the, in my Amazon wish list. So I just go look them up in Amazon, put them on my Amazon wish list, and then that gives me something I can go back to later in the year or any time that I'm thinking about ordering some other things from Amazon, I can scroll through that wish list. Now, um, as in all things technology and internet with me, my wish list goes back several years, so <laughs> there's a really outrageous number of, of things on it, but it's sort of my best of things where every time I there's something new that I like, I, I collect that. And so that's probably my main way of, of doing that. And then if I'm looking, if I'm thinking of gifts for other people, I, I do have some, uh, uh, you know, like a, a notes thing and Outlook where I keep track of some things and, and other places that, that I keep track of ideas for other people. But typically most of the stuff's going to make it into the Amazon wish list, which is just over the last few years has been my way of doing it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about when you see these gift guides is that sometimes it, you're looking at these things and you go like, wow, this makes no sense for me. And so I think we also wanted to take that into account. And so you really do need to think as you look at all these different cool technologies out there, and a lot of them, you know, in these guys tend to be really new stuff, is you kind of need to figure out who you are, what you really want these things for. And for me, I, I realized today I was, I was looking at the, you know, there's this description of early adopters and later adopters and that sort of things. And I, I tend not to like to be on the bleeding edge when I'm buying things for myself. So I, I tend to, to wait till I hear things. I tend to be more of a brand name person. And you'll see in my recommendations, I tend to, to, uh, to like things where a lot of people already are, because I think that gives you more options, uh, you know, more apps, more of those things. Well, then let's get started. Why don't you uh, start us off and give us your first uh, gift guide recommendation? Well, Tom, I'm going to be really quick on this one because I, I think you're already tired of hearing this, but I I bought this 13-inch MacBook Air uh a while back, and it's my favorite computer ever. What I like, solidly built, uh, super fast, has solid state hard drive, um, light. And I think I think if you're looking for for a technology gift to really reward yourself, especially if you travel a lot, that 13 inch MacBook 
uh, MacBook Air is is really quite amazing. I go ahead and load it up with with RAM, uh, so at least four gigs. Uh, get the solid state drive in it, and I I think you may find it's one of your happiest computing experience you ever have. It's especially if you travel. It's so light, but it's so thin. I mean, you sort of joke that you can slice a piece of cake with it, but um, it's amazingly thin <laughs> and solid feeling at the same time. Well, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be a little bit like a broken record during this guide too because I, you know, in keeping with the spirit and talking about things that we like a lot or things that we use, I'm gonna talk a lot about uh, iOS and, and Apple devices and, and things that go along with both my iPhone and my iPad. And I really want to start with the iPhone 4S. Uh, the 4S debuted this year. A lot of people thought it would be the iPhone 5. I've had a lot of people ask, well, the iPhone 4 is pretty much the same. And it's only $100. I mean, it's $100 less. Why would I spend the extra $100? I'm telling everybody, please spend the extra $100 because it would it, it makes all the difference. The iPhone 4S is a lot faster than the iPhone 4. It offers an 8 megapixel camera, which is probably the best uh, camera on any smartphone. They are qu quickly on a path to displacing point-and-shoot cameras. And then with Siri, the ability to search things or get answers to things is truly remarkable. I've tried it out a lot. I really like it. I think that it has the potential to change the way that people use their phones. So iPhone 4S at Apple. Dennis. Yeah, Tom, that, that's great. And I think that people underestimate the the changes that that iPhone is is bringing to us, and how much you can do with that device beyond the phone and the, the basic things that apps allow you to do. So let me move from the two thousand dollar item to to something much more affordable, but but I think perhaps even more useful to some people, and that's what we call personal tech training. Um, and so my idea here is there. There's a lot of things that you work with every day with technology that maybe you know you're not doing it as well as you could. And I think that for lawyers, you know, if you spend a couple hundred dollars, you you can get probably a few hours of personal training time, you know, to work with Outlook and 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 other tools that you use on an everyday basis. And those per and that personal training may give you some productivity tips and some help, and eliminate some frustrations that will really pay off. and And I think it could be a really valuable use. And so, rather than trying to get into some class at your firm or something like that, just get the personalized training. And then the other thing I'm really interested in is uh, is video training. There's something called lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com, which you can subscribe to. I think it's about $25 a month. Um, and the, and you can get videos on specific technology training topics. And that that is something I think is I'm going to give as a gift to myself next year. Well, my next gift is uh, something that I just actually received this past week for my birthday, and it is the new Kindle Touch. Uh, we talked about on the show a couple of months ago uh, that Amazon had rolled out a number of different Kindles. Uh, there's the regular Kindle uh, that's $79, the Kindle Touch, which is either $99 or $139, and then uh, and then the Kindle Keyboard, which is an, sort of an updated version of the original Kindle or the most recent Kindle that they put out. Um, I really like my Kindle Touch. It takes away the keyboard entirely. It is all touch screen. Um, it is the same size screen as my Kindle keyboard, but because you're taking away the keyboard, it is a much smaller and lighter device. It feels a lot better to me when I hold it than the regular or the Kindle keyboard does. I know a lot of people have complained about the responsiveness of the touch, but I literally um, can just swipe back and forth to change pages. Um, it's a little bit slow to do it. It's not as good as my iPad, but it is a, a very 
nice, uh, very easy to, to, to move. Again, Kindle keeps all your books in the cloud. Uh, a lot of people ask me why I don't read the Kindle on the iPad. I do sometimes, but it's just too heavy to read as a book where the Kindle is a much more satisfying device uh, for reading books. And Tom, it sounds like we're recording at home today uh, with the dogs in the background. <laughs> but uh, so my next item is the uh, is is a large second monitor. We talked about this in an earlier podcast. I just think this is great to have a second monitor that's big and clear. And just doing a little price shopping earlier today on Amazon, I think you can get a 22-inch, 23-inch uh, monitor that uses a second monitor f- for around $200, maybe even less if you if you shop carefully. And you know, especially as we get older um, and the eyesight starts to go, having that big screen, more real estate to work with, able to see things, be able to see, you know, compare documents side by side. I just think it's great and, and really effective use of a couple hundred dollars. Now I'm going to marry my first two uh, recommendations and talk about buying a tablet computer. And I'm not really, I'm going to suggest some specific products, but uh, I, I think that I've had a couple people come up to me and I, I wrote a, an article for our local Dallas bar um, and people have asked me, I want to buy a tablet this year. What's the best tablet? And, and my first question is, well, it depends on what you want to use it for. Most people who say they want to be productive and they want to be able to do, you know, legal lawyer things on their, on their tablet, I'm recommending recommending an iPad. I think that in terms of the apps that are available and the functionality that it has, the iPad, I think still beats all of the other tablets for a lawyer who needs to do work on the iPad. If it's not necessarily for lawyer work, if you're looking for something for home that's going to be uh, uh, just something to have fun with, or maybe you want to get a starter tablet either for yourself or for your family, and you don't want to spend the cost of an iPad because iPads are not cheap, uh, then I highly recommend the Kindle Fire. The Kindle Fire is a is an Android tablet. Um, reviews that I've seen have been mostly good on it, but I think that what really makes it something to look at is the price point. Uh, it, it's, I think, better to get an, uh, an Android tablet for 200 bucks that has mostly good reviews than another Android that's going to cost you double that, that doesn't have quite as good reviews. And again, it's an Amazon product, so it's got uh, all your books, movies, music, uh, magazines, and you can do Android apps on it too. So it's a great kind of starter tablet to get your feet wet and see if, you, if maybe down the road you want something a little bit more powerful if you happen to need it for a business purpose. And Tom, just let me uh, have two quick things that you might put on to the tablet or, or the Kindle. And I, I like you, I, I really like my Kindle to, to read books on. Uh, but everybody hates PowerPoints or boring PowerPoint slides uh, full of bullets, full of text. Uh, you can't recommend enough Cliff Atkinson's great book, Beyond Bullet Points. It will, you, you will rethink your whole approach to what PowerPoint slides look like and how you do more uh, your presentations, which I think is more important. And also to put on on your reader, uh, we're big fans of the Lifehacker uh, website, and they've they've come out with a, a new book that collects some of their their best uh, tips and information. Uh, two great choices to either uh, read in hard copy or to to put on on your new e reader. 
My next uh, recommendation, I uh, was in Boston a couple of months ago and my GPS died on me while I was there. And I I will tell you, there is nothing worse than driving down the road, uh, holding your iPhone in in one hand of the steering wheel uh, and your other hand on the steering wheel, trying to read the the screen on a device. I I know that, that Android devices have turn by turn directions and I know that there are GPSs for the iPhone. I really prefer a GPS device that, that will be that can be mounted in the car and will talk to you and will really connect to a, a good GPS system. And, and one of the ones, and I, I plan on asking for this for Christmas or hopefully buying it for myself if I don't get it, is the new Garmin Nuvi 3790T. Um, you know, GPS companies come out with a new GPS device every three minutes. And this one, I think, is getting lots of good reviews. It's it's uh, what I like about it is it's slim. It's just like the iPhone. So if you need to take it when you're walking, you can take it walking or, or anywhere and it's and it works just as well. It looks just as slim as an iPhone. It has great voice recognition. You can give it voice commands uh, rather than program it with your hands if that's what you want to do. It has 3D maps uh, that let you see the buildings around you on the map. Uh, like most of the map programs these days, it'll show you traffic and try to route you in, uh, in smart ways uh, rather than uh, through the traffic. Uh, so the Garmin Nuvi 3790T. And the only thing worse, possibly, Tom, is being a passenger in that car with you while your your uh, GPS is going out. Uh, much worse. <laughs> uh, the Fujitsu ScanSnap scanner, which is difficult to pronounce, but uh, is, is always recommended. If you want to go paperless, this is just a great way to go. Uh, really great scanner. Uh, buy the version that comes with a copy of Adobe uh, with it, and you can scan directly to PDFs. Everybody recommends it. Everybody in legal technology recommends this scanner. So uh, I do too. All right, I'm back to talking about uh, about iOS devices. I have um, wanted to have some type of device, and I, and I know that the Android folks always slam iPhone and iPad for not having a removable battery. Uh, I, I've gotten over that. I've found ways around that, and that's to find a battery charger, something that will charge uh, your, uh, your iPhone or your iPad uh, to give you a little bit of extra juice if you happen to be on the road. There's two that I recommend. The one that I have uh, had right now and like quite a bit is called the Zag Spark, S-P-A-R-Q. By the way, we'll put links to everything in the show notes. So don't worry about taking these notes down if, if, you, if you don't want to. Um, the reason why I want to try something different is, is that it'll give you four complete iPhone charges, but it'll only charge your iPad up to 60%. Uh, I'm really liking a company called Hyperjuice. Hyperjuice has a number of different devices. They are designed to, uh, to, 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 to work on your iPhone your iPad and your MacBook if you want to to, to uh, use that as well. It's got a number of different devices. The Micro is a little bit like the Spark, but the uh, next one up, the Mini, will charge your iPad up to 10 hours. Then there are bigger drives um, that can uh, that can work uh, with uh, the iPad, the MacBook, anything with a USB connector. They can charge your iPad up to 24 hours or, excuse, uh, or up to even 89 hours if you want to go for the, the biggest battery. I would recommend going with one of the smaller ones because they, uh, they, uh, they will fit better in your bag. But the Hyperjuice charger. And then I got to recommend storage, always my favorite topic. And so uh, my new ABA Journal column is on uh, uh, solid state drives, which I love. They're fast. They're quiet. They're amazing uh, in so many ways. Uh, Although my column does uh, show the problem of writing uh, for print these days when uh, 
between the time you actually turn in the column and it appears in print, the prices double because of a supply uh, chain problem in Thailand. Um, but anyway, the prices, I still think at, at to higher prices, these are great um, in, a, in a lot of ways. I don't know that I would ever buy another computer again without a solid state drive. And then um, and then also look to the the online storage as, as, as a backup. You can't be too careful. Um, our sponsor, Carbonite, obviously is a great example of, of the that genre of of uh, of storage, uh, the new iCloud if, uh, is is really interesting in how it backs things up and makes things available. Dropbox, there's a there are a bunch of others, but there's really at the prices, there's just no excuse uh, not to have online backup these days. All right, my next one is an article of clothing. Uh, now that we are going into the uh, winter months, it is very difficult to be out in the cold and still use your touch device, whether that be a smartphone or a GPS or a gaming system or anything like that. And so a company called A-Gloves, A-Gloves ha- has come out with touchscreen gloves. They're made up of a bunch of different uh, materials that will allow you to use just about any touchscreen, whether it's a BlackBerry or an Android or an iPhone or a GPS device. Um, they come in a bunch of different colors, and they're only seventeen ninety nine. And then I, although we record, we typically record uh, the podcast with a with a really nice Shure microphone and and uh, uh, using Audacity on our, our laptops. I've been thinking a lot about the, uh, having a standalone little digital recorder, and the Zoom recorders are, are really highly regarded, and it's just a great way, I think, to have a small device that you can uh, that has great microphones. Uh, you can also plug a microphone into it and get really high quality uh, MP3 or, or other recordings out of that. And so, if you're you're doing a podcast or you're uh, you're doing anything where you're recording things, although you can do an adequate job out of your iPhone, actually a surprisingly adequate job out of an iPhone, I think having a device like this, especially if you do presentations, is a great way to capture what you've done. Um, and for just uh, probably around a three to four hundred dollar range, is is really a, a nice little investment if you're if if you're working in the audio area. Well, and I'll talk about getting surprisingly good quality from an iPhone. I will see your Zoom digital recorder and raise you an IM2 stereo microphone for iOS products. It's only $80. It plugs into your iPhone or your iPad, and it provides um, surprisingly good quality. Um, the nice thing that I like about the microphone is that it also has a USB plug, because with with your iDevice, if you plug it plug the microphone in, you're also plugging in access to power, and if you happen to be recording recording something that takes a little bit too long, you could run out of power very quickly. So it's nice to have that USB plug on the side so that you can keep your iDevice charged while you're recording. It comes also with an app that will allow you to re- control the recording from the screen. So if you just pull this little small $80 device and you can take it with you and record anything anywhere. And uh, home entertainment's a big thing. So you're watching all your digital stuff on your TV and you'd like to have you know, decent home theater type sound and an approach, but you look at what's out there and there's these speakers on pedestals and wires and all, uh, all you know, seven, eight speakers to, you know, to place and figure out what to do. Uh, really great way to to give yourself a little better 
better sound, actually amazingly good sound for what you get is a is something called Zvox speaker systems that come in a variety of pricing and, and styles. But it's basically a, a fairly small box about the size of a shoe box. And it, it takes advantage of some acoustic effects and, and the, the sort of audio psychology learnings that we have these days to, to give you a, a that sense of, of not exactly surround sound, but kind of close enough, but just a really good sound quality. So, uh, you know, rather than just stick with the speaker in in your in your new TV, um, you can use this and and have really nice uh, sound without wires and speakers all over the place and just one little shoebox type uh, speaker that you put underneath your TV or on the on the same thing that's that's holding your TV. Really nice thing and and uh, eliminates the need for you to become an electrician just to to have home theater sound. And my last recommendation for this segment also eliminates your need to be electrician in terms of sound. I am, uh, this is certainly not a new product, but it is something that is still, I think, very popular and, and it is the Sonos sound system. I am uh, not someone I'd love to have a whole in-home stereo system, but I am not in the mood to hire somebody to come in and install that and do all the wiring, although it would be nice. I am happy to look at the Sonos system, which are essentially wireless speakers. They they allow you to create your own home stereo without having to wire the house. There's two different sizes of speakers, one that can basically go anywhere um, that, that, that that's a little bit smaller. And then there's a large one that uh, provides whole room sound. It's very, very nice. All you need to do is just plug one of the speakers or they, they have a bridge that'll connect all the speakers together. Put Plug the bridge into a router or one of the speakers and all the other speakers will hook up wirelessly automatically to each other. They'll play uh, your music library on your computer. They'll play services like Pandora or Spotify or Last.fm or even SiriusXM satellite radio so that you've got stereo all throughout your whole house. Even better, the apps that they've made, which are both for iPhone and Android, allow you to control those speakers with your iDevice or your mobile device or your smartphone. And uh, you can actually play different music in different rooms. You can control the volume in different rooms. Um, it's a really nice program. And I am happy to say that I'm, I guess the day that this comes out, I'll be getting and installing mine in the house. Dennis, what's your last pick for this segment? Well, I, this is a small one I really like. For those of you who travel, this is something called the Cocoon Grid It Organizer, G-R-I-D hyphen I-T Organizer. Just a small thing about the size of a piece of paper, uh, a little bit you know thicker than that, because uh, it is substantial, and it has these these sort of straps, elastic straps, uh, running in different directions across it. And then you just take all your stuff, flash drives, you know, all the things that you carry in your briefcase or backpack, and you just uh, put them on on here under the straps. It, kind of keeps them nice and visible, secure and easy for you to grab. About $15, um, really helpful organizing tool. To organize all the things we just recommended. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break with a few words uh, from our sponsors, Breezy, Clio, Carbonite Business, and Firm Manager by LexisNexis. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to introduce us to the world of cloud computing and how it can be beneficial to lawyers and law firms. Jack, we're hearing great things about cloud computing and its utility for law firms. Can you tell me why so many lawyers are excited about cloud computing? I think the most important thing about cloud computing from a lawyer's perspective is that it gives them the power and breadth of features that traditional desktop and server-based software uh, gives them without all of the 
IT overhead and inconvenience. So there's uh, all the benefits and none of the downsides of traditional desktop-based software, and they're able to focus on practicing law with a really solid cloud computing platform behind them. So I think that's where you're seeing a lot of the, the excitement is they're now able to realize the, the potential of IT without all of the headaches. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. If you like listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, you might also like the podcast, Law Technology Now on LegalTalkNetwork.com. Ever wondered why you can't print from your BlackBerry, iPhone, or iPad? Now, with Breezy, you can. Download Breezy from the App Store or visit Breezy.com slash LegalTalk to learn more. Breezy lets you print or fax anything from any device to any printer or fax machine. Backed by ironclad security, Breezy saves you and your staff significant time. Available on BlackBerry iPhone and iPad and coming to Android in November. Secure mobile printing. It's easy with Breezy. Go to Breezy.com. That's B-R-E-E-Z-Y dot com slash legal talk now. Backing up your business files can be a hassle, and it's hard to know if you're doing it right. That's why more law offices are using Carbonite Business Online Backup. With Carbonite Business, your files are backed up automatically and continually. They're stored safely off-site. And each employee can access their backed up files privately on any computer or on their smartphone or iPad. Try it free at Carbonite.com and get two free months with offer code REPORT. That's Carbonite.com. Offer code REPORT. You've heard of Firm Manager. You've seen ads for Firm Manager. Now you can try Firm Manager free for 30 days at www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. Firm Manager is the web-based matter management application from LexisNexis that lets you run your practice anywhere, anytime, including your desktop, laptop, mobile phone, or iPad. Take the free 30-day trial today at www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. And spend less time focusing on clerical work and more time on practicing law. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. And welcome back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. In this segment, we jump right back into our gift guide with some inexpensive tech stocking stuffers that we really like or really want. Mike, I'm going to lead off. And so uh, we're recording on on a Saturday. So those of you who follow me on Twitter know that that means I'm, I was probably out riding my bike. And I was. And so a lot of people ask me, how do I know how far that I ride? And uh, my friend Christian Puzder a while back recommended the great iPhone app called and Endomondo, E-N-D-O-M-O-N-D-O. Um, and it's an iPhone app. It takes advantage of the GPS and it 
essentially maps my ride, tells me how far I've gone and gives me other data about that and automatically records it, keeps it. There's a way it also can store it on the Endomondo site. I could share it with, with other people, which I typically don't do. And, and it's great. And so I went to see what the price was because I thought it was, uh, you know, $4 or $5. And I realized that I'm actually using the free app and I'm totally happy with it. Um, but, but as in all things, I'm so happy with it. I'm going to go ahead and, and buy the, the, the pro version now because I don't really care what other benefits it gives me. I just want to pay them a little bit of money because I like it so much. Speaking of apps, I'm going to give a recommendation rather than a stocking stuffer. This is actually how to gift an iPhone or iPad app. It's actually pretty simple to gift one. Um, you can do it one of two ways. You can go into iTunes. If you have an iTunes account, you go into iTunes and do a search for the um, the app that you want to give to someone. And then uh, by the price, there's a little pull-down menu. And you click that pull-down menu. And one of the options will be gift this item. And then you'll be prompted to fill out uh, a form. And, and you'll pay for it. And then that item will be gifted and sent to the person that you want to, to give it to. You can also gift the item directly from your iDevice. You can go just into the uh, go into the uh, app store and uh, and look for an app. And down at the bottom of the of the thing, there will be a button that says gift this app and it will take you through essentially the same process. And uh when you travel, one of the things that you find is that you're in hotel rooms and not a lot of them have a lot of outlets. And so the best thing I bought, and this is about $10, is uh, is a travel extension cord. So I have this one from, from Monster that's uh, really small, has a, has a short uh, short cord on it, but it has four outlets. It folds over itself and you, you plug it in so it so it folds up nice and, and small for travel. You go to a hotel room, you, you plug it in. I plug it in immediately and then I have, uh, I've turned one outlet into four and then I'm able to plug in all the electronics I carry with. And it's just amazingly helpful. And then I, I also think it has the benefit that if you're at a conference or something and there's limited uh, limited number of outlets, you can become a friend of at least three people by plugging it into the wall and and, and, <laughs> and expanding the, the outlet, cap- outlet capabilities. All right. Mine is also power related. And, uh, and it, uh, the Belkin Mini Surge Protector, it has one less plug than Dennis's uh, travel extension cord, but but mine is just a plug that goes into the one plug that you might find at your desk. I, I usually find when I'm traveling that I get to my desk and there's one plug sitting there in the lamp and there I need more than one plug to plug in all of my charging uh, devices. So this has three, which is plenty for me. But I think that the difference between this and the travel extension cord is that there are also two USB ports that are on the side of the Belkin thing so that you can also plug in your USB drive and, and charge from that rather than have to plug it directly into the outlet. Okay, Tom, my, I have my most controversial recommendation. This is the the <laughs> Waterfield iPhone suede jacket. I, I have never had anything that I've liked so much that has caused so much negative reaction from people I see. But I had when I got my iPhone, I, I said I'm gonna I knew I was gonna be carrying it in my pocket. And so I just wanted to have like a nice kind of uh you know, like ultra suede sort of pouch that it would put in to kind of protect it in my pocket from you know, the keys and other things that might be in my pocket. And so I found this great thing from from Waterfield of uh, about $15, as I recall, uh, you can get it with this great little pocket on it that you can put, you know, a credit card and, you know, a little bit of cash or whatever you want to carry. It's, it's, and it's totally great. It works exactly the way I want. 
I, I, but people look at it like I, they can't believe what I'm doing. And I know Tom told me that me describing as a snuggie for my iPod maybe causes a negative reaction, but I just think it's great. And it's one of those things where if you think about having, you know, something like an iPhone or a, another mobile phone sort of rattling and ra- rattling around in your pocket or your purse, uh, having like a nice little ultra suede pouch to put it in to protect it uh, is a really nice thing. And, and this Waterfield thing is great. So I highly recommend it, although prepared to be laughed at. Yeah, it's the snuggy thing that gets to me. Um, my odd, my odd gift recommendation is is an Apple Core cable shortener. We all find that we have devices that uh, that have either cords that are too long or take up too much space or just look ugly. And uh, the Apple Core cable shorteners are really nice. They come in three sizes, small for your headphones, and then uh, medium and large cables uh, shorteners for other sized cords. They go from $199 to $499, so they're definitely worth the price. Then I have, Tom, uh, it's another subscription service, and this is Get Abstract, which uh, produces these great five-page summaries of business books and, and some other books, but primarily business books. Um, the, you can get them as PDFs. You can get them in a, a, for your Kindle. You can get them in e- every ebook version. Some of them are even MP3s and are read to you. Um, I think it's just a great way to read business books. Uh, you, you know, you just pay the one one subscription fee and you get these these summaries. Then you can decide whether to read the book or not. I put them all on my Kindle. Um, and then uh, today I was uh, in the waiting room at the doctor's office and then I just read these summaries. And so you turn downtime into productive time. And with a lot of business books, all you really need is is the summary to get the main idea. And my last stocking stuffer is really another tip. And, and since we're talking about the Kindle, let's talk about how to gift Kindle books. Now that I read all my books on the Kindle, I, I hate to ask my friends and family to give me regular books because I just don't want to be burdened with paper books anymore. Fortunately, now, when you go to the Amazon site and you go to the Kindle page, there's a, there are two links. There is one link to buy it, and then there's another one to gift it. And so if you click on the gift button, it will then give you two options. You can either uh, email email the gift immediately to the person that you plan to give it to, or you can say email it to me, and then you can actually just uh, then then forward it later, or you can print it out and give it to them. They'll still be able to use that email to then go and get their Kindle book later after you've given it to them for the holidays. Dennis, what's your last stocking snuffer? Well, it's not a stocking snuffer, although it could be, could be small or it could be large because it's data, and I just really have decided I want to get my uh, g- genome sequenced, which I understand. Understand may come down to a thousand dollars next year, and uh, so for those of you who are sort of biotech inclined, or you know, uh, I, this is frontier of, of knowledge, and I think some really you can find out some really interesting things uh, just in terms of uh, even at this stage. But a thousand dollars to to actually have your genome sequenced is, is a pretty cool idea. Now it's time for our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. My parting shot is not tech-related because uh, in December, one of the other things that I am excited about are the best of books lists. I am a big reader, and I love to see what the new books are that are coming out. And I've already seen uh, the New York Times 100 Best Books of 2011, uh, both fiction and nonfiction. And then NPR has come out uh, with their best books as well and have uh, have divided it up into some somewhat interesting categories. So uh, I'll po- post links to, to both of 
of those and probably also Amazon's best of 2011, which promises to be a good list as well. Dennis. Tom, you know, it's funny. I was just listening to a podcast from uh, the New York Times about how they make the selection of those 100 best books. So um, it's kind of a timely tip and an interesting process they, they go through. My parting shot is uh, Judge Posner uh, in the Seventh Circuit in a recent opinion, which uh, although I don't do cases very often, I believe will be known as the Gonzalez Servan uh, case. But I don't, I'm not sure how that will ultimately what it will ultimately be called. But I'll rely on Tom to put a site to the case in the show notes. Um, really. G- Caused, got a lot of attention. Um, there's a great uh, article in the ABA Journal on the ABA Journal's website because uh, he illustrated a case and criticized the lawyer involved in the case by putting in a picture of an ostrich with its head in the ground and then uh, what was apparently a lawyer, a man in the suit with the with the with the head in the ground. Now, the reason I th- I think this is an interesting thing because I you know the sort of judicial opinions to me always seem like the the last bastion of text, and here we we see pictures and illustrations coming in. So I think this is actually a, a, a harbinger of really good things that can happen with technology. Now we might see illustrations and maybe someday even audio and video associated with legal cases. But you never want to see that ostrich uh, if you're the lawyer on the case. So that does it for this uh, episode of the uh, Kennedy Mall Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Information on how to get in touch with us, as well as links to all the topics we discussed today, is available on our show notes blog at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast at the Legal Talk Network site or in iTunes. And if you have questions or suggestions for upcoming episode topics, please email us at tkmreport at gmail.com or ask us uh, on Twitter at tkmreport. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. And you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network, the premier online legal media network. Remember to give us your questions for our special question and answer show. And give yourself a great technology gift by subscribing to this podcast. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.